Hi everyone, I'm Juliette and welcome back to Love Stories Radio. This is a podcast where we answer all your wedding questions, those that you sent us and those that you didn't. If you're listening to this podcast, I have a hunch you're here because you're planning your wedding or you're in a wedding and you want to know the answers to the questions that everyone else is thinking or maybe that you haven't even thought of yet. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to give a few pointers on other episodes to listen to if you're new here. Episode 9 is our most listened to show, so that's a good place to start. We discuss what to do if you don't love your engagement ring. Yikes. Episode 27 is another popular one where we talk about the best thing to wear under your wedding dress. If you have a question you want answered on an upcoming episode, you can email it to questions at lovestoriestv.com, DM us on Instagram at lovestoriestv, or pose it in our Slack group for brides and wedding pros, which you can join at bit.ly slash lstbslack. But it doesn't stop there. Watching real weddings on lovestoriestv.com is the best and the most fun way to plan your wedding. Search and filter tens of thousands of real wedding videos to find the ideas, products, and pros you need for your wedding. Already know your venue? Watch videos of real weddings that happen there to learn about and research other pros who have worked at that same location. Are you comparing two wedding planners? Watch videos of real weddings they planned to get a sense of their work. Need vow inspiration? We got that too. Watching real wedding videos are literally the best way to get ideas for your own speeches, vows, and toasts. If you can't find what you're looking for on lovestoriestv.com, get in touch with us. Send us an email at questions at lovestoriestv.com with your ask and we'll guide you to the best videographers, florists, cake makers, planners, hashtag creators, you name it, we got it. Micah Meyer, welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you on Love Stories Radio. Thank you so much. I love you guys. It's so fun to be here. I know. The last time we saw you, I think you were sitting in the plaza with Rachel and it was royal wedding time. So we were doing all the royal (laughs) things and you were teaching us everything we need to know about being a princess. <laughs> yes, and I think I remember Rachel running around the Plaza Hotel in a crown. Yeah. Yes, that sounds about right. <laughs> that sounds just like a regular Tuesday in the world of our lives. Average. <laughs> okay, so for our listeners, Micah Meyer is the founder of Beaumont Etiquette and the Plaza Hotel Etiquette Trainer, so she's definitely the etiquette expert, and we're so excited to have her here today to answer some burning questions about wedding etiquette, but before we get into that, Micah, I would love for you to tell me your sort of origin story. What is Beaumont etiquette? How did you even get into etiquette in the first place? What's the deal? Sure. It's probably the number one question I get because it, you know, people think it's this outdated profession. Mm-hmm. Um, and here a millennial is teaching etiquette again. Um, so I grew up very informally in Florida and then um, moved to England. And I was working at an all-British company. And I was the only one that kind of didn't know how to hold my silverware like everyone else. And I didn't know, you know, a lot of the form formalities or things that I realized I probably should know as an adult. So I took my first etiquette class and I loved it. I literally would save up at the end of every month and then try to take another class. Mm-hmm. And then kind of word spread amongst the other expats first in England that I was teaching these like little groups. Like, And I wasn't charging for it. It was just girls coming over and I would teach them things that I would know who were dating 
guys who are British yeah. or things like that. Yeah. And then I kind of word kept spreading and I had enough business to, to quit and start my own consultancy, which I first did in London and then moved it to New York about five years ago. Um, and now I'm based at the Plaza Hotel. That's so fun. So is it safe to say Americans do not have as good etiquette as the Brits? <laughs> you know, I get that all the time too. But actually, etiquette's all about respect and kindness, right? Mm -hmm. And thinking of other people first. So in that way, I think Americans have really good etiquette mm -hmm. because we're warm. As a culture, we're really warm. Mm -hmm. And I am now British and American. I had dual mm -hmm. citizenship. Mm -hmm. So I always am <laughs> defending the other. Yeah. But <laughs> no, I think I think in terms of formality, we are a much less formal culture, for sure. Yeah. But in terms of warmth and really the core of what etiquette's about, yeah. I think we have really good manners too. That's so interesting. Okay, so you probably work with a lot of engaged couples as they're planning their wedding and sort of turning to you for sort of advice around etiquette. Yes. What do you think is the number one thing couples run into in terms of issues when it comes to wedding etiquette? Yeah, you know, even no matter if it's a small beach wedding um, to a formal like black tie, it's always the same questions, really, oh, it's, which is funny. Um, and I'd say the number one question I get from brides and grooms um, alike, really, is uh, about the plus one issue. Mm -hmm. Who do yeah, I have? So to? many questions yes. about that all the time. What is the rule? You know, there's the old, very famous rule: no ring or no bling, no bring, mm -hmm. uh, which is no same as no ring, no bring. Yeah. Um, meaning if you don't, if you're not married or not engaged. Uh -huh. um, but nowadays, that's such an that's not a modern thought yeah. process because people could have life partners. Yeah. So exactly. that no longer applies. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the number one question I get, mm -hmm. and I think. I always advise couples, if somebody has a serious partner mm -hmm. in any capacity, if possible, that person really should be invited. And mm -hmm. um, I also How do you define serious is it? Are they living together? If they're living together, 100%. Yeah. Um, even long term, mm -hmm. if, if you know this person has been dating, I mean, what long term, you know, it could be, um, that's a very relative mm -hmm. term, but I think you know, it really is somebody who considers that person a very serious right. person in their life. Mm -hmm. You know, have they been dating a month? Not so much. Mm -hmm. If they've been with this person for, you know, upwards of almost a year onwards, I think that's a pretty yeah. significant relationship. Yeah. And where possible, you would invite them. I also think for destination weddings, if somebody's using their, their vacation time mm -hmm. and substantial income perhaps to come to a destination wedding, that's a vacation. And right. if they're by themselves, I think that's another time that it's a nice gesture to invite a plus one. Yeah. Or give a plus one. That's great. Okay, when you got married, what etiquette mistakes did you make that you wish you knew at the time? Probably so many, really. <laughs> um, but when did you get married? I got married in March of 2013. Mm -hmm. And I'd already been dating my now husband for this five years at that point. Mm -hmm. So And how did you meet? We met at Felix, a restaurant, like a brunch, oh, like a really nice yeah. brunch here in the city in uh, New York. And he had a pink shirt on. And earlier that day, I was heartbroken. This, I was heartbroken with another guy. Uh -huh. And my girlfriend's like, you're coming to brunch. Come out now. And <laughs> he literally like whipped me together. And I got to brunch and earlier I had said, you know, I think Manhattan is not the place for me because every, look around, everyone's wearing black. Everyone is like a sea of black. Nobody's like, where's my, I'm a Florida girl. Where's my Palm Beach yeah. pink shirt guy? 
And she was like, maybe you are in the wrong state. And fast forward an hour later, a couple glasses of rosé, in walks one man with a pink shirt. Stop. And I she, love it. she literally like, like nudged me with her elbow and she goes, there he is. And oh I turn God. around and it's now my husband. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. I, I have been overserved. I've had too much rosé. I cannot talk to him. He's so handsome. So did you go up and talk to him? Uh, she pushed me. She physically what a walked good behind me with her hands to my back and pushed me in front of him. Oh, my God. And I couldn't think of anything clever to say. So I just stuck out my hand and I said, hello, my name is Micah. I'd like to introduce myself. I love that so much. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what mistake, what etiquette mistake did you make? Right. Um, so <laughs> I would say um, the biggest one I can think of was when I received, because it was considered a destination wedding because my husband is from Switzerland. Mm -hmm. So we had sent out invitations a little bit earlier than if it wasn't destination. And um, I got a lot of gifts early before the wedding. Mm -hmm. But I thought you had the etiquette rule is you have three months from the moment you get back from your honeymoon to send out your thank you cards. Mm -hmm. So if I got a gift four months prior to my wedding, I still followed that rule. Right. So then I remember at the time, um, a relative sent my mother like a, a really like, did Micah not get my gift? Did she not like it? Did yeah. she not? And I was like, no, mom, I'm just following the rules. Yeah. But really, if you get a gift prior to your wedding, you mm -hmm. should send out a thank you mm -hmm. prior to the wedding. Yeah. Or within three months of that time period. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even though you're so busy, that's the last thing you want to think about doing. Um, so that was one that I I specifically remember and then was very embarrassed to have to like write. Oh, it's so funny. To say. Okay, yeah. another sidebar question. So a lot of people will have a registry that is for their wedding, but people will use it for the bridal shower. Right. Should you have separate registries? Uh, you know, it's it, there's so much work when you're getting married. Yeah. Um you can. I've seen both. It's mm -hmm. really a matter of personal preference. The thing with the sometimes there are different items. Like the bridal mm -hmm. registry to me is all about the bride. Yeah. For me personally, mm -hmm. um, or more about the bride. Mm -hmm. And then the wedding registry is for the couple. Yeah. So you know, yes, there could be some things that the bride might want that do overlap. Mm -hmm. But I also think some of the the wedding items are bigger ticket items. Yeah. And sometimes I find it might look like a little greedy if some of those mm. big ticket items are on a bridal mm -hmm. shower. I don't know. Sometimes I feel yeah. like that could be, even if the, the bride didn't mean that. Right. So I personally, mm -hmm. um, I didn't have a bridal shower out of personal preference, but I think it's not a bad idea to have a separate one. Yeah, that's smart. Or, mm -hmm. or to add additional bigger ticket items or like, like couple items mm -hmm. a little bit closer to the wedding. Yeah, that's a great tip. Okay, so I mentioned that the last time we saw you, we were talking about the Royal Wedding. We had you on an episode of Love Stories TV and Chill to talk specifically about the Royal Wedding. Have you seen a lot more Royal Wedding nods in weddings in general since then? Like, has there been some kind yes. of pull through of the Meghan Markle yes. craze? <laughs> Hugely. I saw a beautiful bride at the plaza recently, and she had that kind of like exceptional boat neck yes. um, look. And it was almost, I mean, it was so similar to Meghan's dress. I thought that had to have, you know, yes. that had to be the inspiration, um, which was beautiful. I think I've seen a lot of um, bouquets recently hmm. that I think mirror that kind of royal 
aesthetic, but also the kind of the symbolic and like the symbolism that the royals always have and use in their bouquets. Yeah. So remember, um, Queen Victoria really was the one that kind of started. That's where the white dress comes from, was from mm. Queen Victoria. And also she used to put a sprig of myrtle in her bouquet, which showed unity and love. And each of the royal brides after that, um, historically, have also done the same. And remember, Kate used Sweet William in her bouquet. Mm-hmm. And I've been seeing a lot of that recently about having like more symbolic bouquets, oh, um, and also in bridal parties, yeah. and and also for you know boutonnieres and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think those are two of the things I've seen a lot of recently, mm-hmm. for I love sure. That. Fun. Okay, now we're going to get into a very fun part of the show where we have rounded up some questions. We get a lot of Instagram DMs on Love Stories TV from brides who are planning their wedding. We're also in secret Facebook groups where brides are talking to each no. other and asking for advice. It's fascinating. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so these are all anonymous <laughs> questions. Okay. Um, we've tailored them to be more about etiquette. And okay. since you're the etiquette expert, we're excited to get your opinion. Perfect. So we're going to jump in. Great. Okay, first question. I'm very close with my little brothers and want to have them stand on my side in the wedding. My fiance is not that close with my future sister-in-law, so he doesn't plan on putting her on his side and I barely know her. My future mother-in-law has made it very clear that it would be extremely inconsiderate of me if I don't put my future sister-in-law on my side. My question is, am I obligated to do this? Even though she is not my sister, we are not close at all, and I am already putting my three siblings on my side. What should I do? Oh, gosh. Um, That is hard. There's no act of etiquette. There's no official rule that says you have to have this person or that person on your side of your wedding. There's there's no rule. So that's the first thing. So it is up to you. Mm -hmm. That being said... If your future mother-in-law has made it so clear um, that that's so important, not only to her, but perhaps her side of the family and your future sister-in-law, I probably would do one of two things if I were you. I would talk to your future spouse and say, this is the case. I think it would be really nice if one of us incorporated her into this process and into the day. Um, And if he still didn't want to, Mm-hmm. I would say I would do it. Me personally, if this is yeah. me, because it just, I think it's starting out a marriage and starting out your joint. This is the day you join family. Yeah. And if it's starting out in such a bitter moment, yeah, totally. what is it really just to have her standing up there? Mm-hmm. Um, so I would choose peace over war yeah. <laughs> in this situation. I would do totally. it. I would say yes. Yeah. And general, like how often does it come up with etiquette trainings you do with couples like so much of this is merging families yes like dealing with conflicting personalities how do you kind of advise your clients on hard conversations like that it's open communication it's literally and also I think it's really important which side the conversation is happening and if it's on the bride side then if if the the mother of the bride is having issues with someone or something then the bride should be speaking to her mother it shouldn't be the place of someone else Mm. so I think that sometimes um, everything gets put in the bride but if the bride's spouse's mother is the one having that issue, then I think it's crucial that the spouse talks to the mother and not the new bride. Yeah. Um, But I think you have to nip it in the bud as soon as something comes up that could be an issue. It's like, hey, let's talk about this. 
Um, I just want, in in making your intention clear, I just want to make sure this is such a beautiful, wonderful day for everyone. Let's talk about how we can figure this out so everyone's happy. Yeah. Even though I always say the day is supposed to be about the couple and often it's not, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Everything you plan is kind of for other people. Yeah. At the end of the day, a lot of what you plan with your wedding is thinking of others. Yeah. 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 I like have asked a lot of sort of like wedding vendors who work directly with the couple on the day of like makeup artists and planners like how often do you deal with bridezillas and so many of them are like it's usually not them it's like the other yes. people around them whether it's yes. the mother mother-in-law yes. like sister or like sort of like adding to it yes I had a I had a bride recently that they almost canceled the wedding when it came to they got in so many arguments about the seating chart Oh and the mother God. said, well, you know, and she kept, the mother kept adding guests to the wedding yeah. and then she was like in charge of, and I said, well, if you look at the big picture here, you know, you're about to marry the love of your life. Don't let a silly seating chart get in the way of right. the big picture. Yeah. But in the moment, you know, emotions are high. There's a lot of time and effort yeah. and money and, and everything. So people get a little wild. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like your role is sort of like reminding people how to communicate. Yes, it's all. Truly. Etiquette is about social intelligence. Yes. That is what it's all about. I love that. Speaking of, you were just telling me about an exciting new venture coming up for you. You have a book coming out. Yes. Tell us more about this. I'm so excited. And how can Um, people get it? Thank you. (laughs) Um, It is, it's called Modern Etiquette Made Easy. And it's a five-step Meyer method to becoming instantly more polished. So it's literally, you know, you could start at any level and kind of upgrade your polish and your Mm -hmm. style. It's like mastering etiquette through this book. Mm -hmm. So it's not a boring read. It's funny. It's, it's, but still very practical. I still teach formal etiquette. Mm -hmm. It's kind of secrets of the Plaza Hotel finishing program. Um, And it's just really uh, fun. I'm also going on a national book tour. So I'll be announcing that on my Instagram and newsletter, all those stops, but it'll be all over the nation. And we're offering free etiquette classes. Um, So great. In many different states uh, throughout January, February, March, and April. Oh my gosh! So yeah, Modern Etiquette Made Easy on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, yeah. um, all the all the places you buy books. And by the time this episode airs, um, it won't be out yet, but you can pre-order it, right? Yes, it's actually ten percent off right now if you Amazing. pre-order on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Okay, great! So, I can't wait to read it. <laughs> thank you so much. And I'll take your tips and go to Pestis. Thank you. Should. Oh my gosh, you should. Okay, next question. Um, this is another etiquette one. So this person is asking about what can they send in terms of like invitations, save the dates, even like RSVPs or thank you notes. Can they do any of that digitally or does it all have to be printed? You absolutely, this is modern etiquette. You you absolutely can go digital. Mm-hmm. If you want a really formal vibe, I would still stick with the paper, right? Because mm-hmm. it's also a keepsake for many mm-hmm. people. Um, but you're setting the tone of your wedding through how you invite people. Mm-hmm. So I also think... You know, it is important to remember that even the Duchess of Cambridge, she sent out her christening for Prince George, Mm -hmm. came on a paperless post. So even the royals use (laughs) e-invitations. So yes, it's okay. Now, would I send, you know, I still think if you're sending it by email, you still want a nice, like, PDF. You still want, you know, whether it's a save date. um, But I think it's the formality there that you want to mirror depending on the style of your wedding Mm -hmm. or your engagement party or whatever it is there. Um, I think, you know, there's a lot of 
when it comes to thank yous, mm-hmm. I still think it's important to communicate um, a thank you letter in paper. Mm-hmm. I really do because for a wedding, it's kind of, it's just so important. Um, I also think, you know, I get a lot of questions about social media and, yeah. um, for instance, Messenger. So mm-hmm. you log on to Facebook, you go into Messenger. Can you send, you know, your Aunt Sally you know, your invitation by messenger, can you, yeah. you know, it, it really depends on your communication with that person and it depends on the formality of your wedding. So there are yes. no rules that say yes or no, you can't communicate uh, or invite somebody or thank somebody, but I think you just match the formality. But I still think that in terms of thank you letters, mm-hmm. I would go ahead and, and do that. But, you know, you can use messenger, you can text somebody, you can email somebody, mm-hmm. But you just want to make sure it matches the overall tone of your communication with that person um, and also your wedding. Yeah. And it is also okay, like, I know some people, you know, the majority of their wedding guests are millennials who are their Mm -hmm. age, but there is a group of, you know, older people who might not be using email or communicating that way. Can you split up the communication so you're like sending some first copy invitations and some digital? Yes. I I went to a beautiful wedding at the Frick Museum, which mm. is black tie, stunning. They sent the save the date by email. It was so elegant. Um, and then they sent formal, um, like actual printed invitations for the actual wedding invitation. Um, but the save the dates were all an email and it was a black tie. It was beautifully done. Um, I think you can split up if, you know, you know your friends from college are only use you know, text or Facebook or yeah. whatever it is, sure, you can just, you can message them, you can use Messenger, mm-hmm. you can text them if that's how you communicate. Right. Now, if you're a great aunt who is a formal person, mm-hmm. um, is, you know, would be expecting something a little bit more formal for her to attend or to, you know, then yes, you probably want a formal mm-hmm actual piece of stationery to arrive in her mail but there's no there's basically there's it's just saying there's no rules of communication anymore it's just how you communicate best with other people yeah totally okay next question what does black tie optional actually mean my mom is encouraging us to put put that as the dress code but I know people are going to ask questions and I will have no idea how to answer okay so Black tie optional, this is, if you say this, this is saying basically to guess, you do want black tie, but you don't want to force people to rent tuxedos if they don't have them, (laughs) is what this is saying. So I actually said on my wedding, I said at my wedding, I also said black tie optional. Uh That being said, I have to say 75% of the people came tuxedos. Uh A couple people came in (laughs) nothing near that. Yeah. Which is fine. I, at the end of the day, I really was fine with that. Yeah. Um, but you know, you you were like, okay, you just know, just know that. Yeah. Ahead. Um, but you know what what you'll get is a mix of black tie suits and even suits with no tie. Uh-huh. So you just have to know what you're you're sending out there. Communication wise, if you want black tie, say black tie. Yeah, that's that would be my advice. Yeah, after my experience. Yeah, do you um, wish you had said black tie? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do because I wanted we wanted black tie. I feel like black tie optional is kind of like 
Just pick a side. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can, and it's confusing for the person yes, reading it. Exactly. Now, for gentlemen, black tie means, typically it is a tuxedo, um, or now in modern times, I do see a lot of black tie, black suits with a, with a black tie, mm-hmm. and that's also considered that's appropriate. appropriate. That okay. is appropriate. Yeah. That's very modern. Yeah. Um, traditional would be still the tuxedo with the bow tie, which I think looks phenomenal on mm-hmm. anyone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and for ladies, it is a floor length dress. Mm-hmm. That is key. The other thing to know, it's all about the material. So if you're going to a black tie or you're inviting somebody or you're attending to a wedding, a black tie wedding, um, a cotton black or a cotton even blue or purple dress down to the floor is still not considered appropriate mm-hmm. for a black tie. Mm-hmm. It's about the material and the length. Yeah. So a silk or a velvet or, you know, a chiffon or something like that would be more formal. Cotton would not be formal. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's it's the two things put together that, that make something formal or not. Yeah. And what about for women for black tie optional? Does that mean she can wear she can a wear cocktail? Tail? Yes. Okay. That black tie optional means she can go cocktail. She can go T-length. Mm-hmm. So T-length means kind of like your calf muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't go too short because yeah. the majority of people are going to be in floor length or near floor length gowns mm-hmm. or dresses. So, but yes, black tie optional mm-hmm. means you could go cocktail or T-length for sure. Yeah. Well, can you do quickly like the briefing on all the different dress code attires yes. and what they mean okay so there's white tie which is the, most, the most formal, formal right? yes i've never been to a white tie wedding it sounds very fun though do you know what i sadly have not either really i that's so surprising it's so sad i've been <laughs> to a white tie event but it wasn't a wedding uh, um so i yeah so white tie is an actual white tie for gentlemen it looks very similar to a tuxedo if you google it right now you just uh-huh. you'll be blown away at what it looks like it's very special it's often very hard to find if you are going to white tie yeah. start purchasing or renting early because uh-huh. there's not a lot to choose from out there for gentlemen uh-huh. for ladies it's a gown it's floor length gown uh-huh. um and and with gloves oh. you want gloves so that come up um past your elbow mm-hmm. and um, if you're married often you'll see ladies who are married with a tiara um, it's Whoa. really formal oh yeah so fancy oh yeah I feel like there must be white tie weddings at the plaza all the time yeah I see them quite often yeah um, Elton John throws white tie and tiara party every year so Fun. Google that to see some looks it's, it's amazing yeah um, then you have black tie which we just spoke about then you have formal mm-hmm. or black tie optional sometimes mm-hmm. it's like in the middle there. Okay. Um, formal means a suit with a tie for gentlemen, a matching suit. Mm-hmm. And the darker the color, the more formal it is. So mm-hmm. a light khaki suit would not be as formal as a black suit or a navy blue suit or a dark gray suit. Mm-hmm. Then for ladies, for formal, you're going to see cocktail length. Um, still don't go too short, though. Yeah. Um, and then you're going to see T length, and you're going to see floor length still. Mm-hmm. And then you have, um, I mean, then you have your casual, you have your beach chic, you mm-hmm. have your, I mean, I've heard of a million yeah. different. Is co- cocktail, is that a I've, I have never been to a cocktail wedding. I've been to a cocktail party for the rehearsal dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is fine. It's Again, mm-hmm. it matches the style of the of the couple. Mm-hmm. So you, you absolutely could have cocktail. Mm-hmm. Cocktail for gentlemen. Um, to, I would say in this situation match the formality of the venue mm-hmm. because cocktail could mean mm-hmm. a tie yeah. typically I mean it could be if it's at a country club it would be a tie if it's on a beach and it's cocktail tire I would say no tie and maybe a pocket square with a blazer mm-hmm. or something just to jazz it up so my brother is getting married in Antigua, Guatemala in March. Oh. I'm very excited oh my goodness and they put cocktail is the dress code so what would a what would a man wear to a 
they're getting married in like ancient ruins. And oh my it's goodness. Be yeah, okay, so I would like say, degrees. yes, it's, yes, yes, it is. I would say no tie. Uh-huh. I would say definitely a blazer, mm-hmm. 100%. A button-down collared shirt, tucked mm-hmm. in, matching belt to shoes. If you have black belt, black shoes, brown belt, brown shoes. Yeah. Um, and then I would put like a pocket square or something just really special. Yeah. Um, you also could wear a tie to the ceremony and then for the reception, take off the tie, mm-hmm. just depending on the formality. Mm-hmm. But usually a beach or an island wedding is no tie, typically mm-hmm. speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then ladies, you're going to see a lot of – shorter, mm-hmm. you know, off the shoulders. You'll see a lot of kind of open shoulders. I think you're going to see, what time is it? It's going to be, I want to say like three. Okay. So here's the thing to know about all of these dress codes. So I went to a black tie wedding over the weekend mm-hmm. here in Manhattan. And no matter where it is, black tie means post 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. So if you are a bride planning, you shouldn't be having a black tie wedding at noon Mm -hmm. for instance that would be formal and but what i had this past weekend i had a church ceremony at noon and then a black tie reception Mm -hmm. in the evening at 8 p.m so that's a big yes yes i know is it a catholic catholic wedding i've been to too many of those and you're just like yeah mine was a catholic wedding we had to do the same thing yeah and um (laughs) same thing and so during the day we were all in you know suits ties um you know more I had like a knee length dress mm-hmm. and then in the evening was black tie, formal mm-hmm. gowns and, 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 you know, so yeah. So yeah. just remember that post 6 PM, that also means for jewelry, the big diamonds, the big sparklers come out post 6 PM. Yeah. So you wouldn't wear it to a 3 PM ceremony, no matter what the dress yeah. code, you wouldn't bring out the big diamonds and the glitzy, mm-hmm. um, kind of gems until later. I'm learning so much about this. This is so helpful. (laughs) Okay, next question. I asked some people for addresses because when I sent my mom the invite list in January, she told me to add them. Now she wants to add other people, and I told her she would have to replace. Can you just not send an invite to someone who sent you an address? I personally would send one. Yeah. I would send one. I think – I know. I know that's that's like, oh – but I would send one because if they don't get one, they're gonna. Yeah, you, yeah. you don't want to. You don't want to be hurtful here, even if it's just an, even if it's an inconvenience. Yeah. Yep. That's the answer. <laughs> All right. Not sure what the etiquette is on this, but I had my bridal shower this past Saturday. I opened my gifts and said my thank yous as I opened them. Do I send out more personal thank you cards? Would it be okay to send as a message instead? I had sent my bridal shower invites via a Facebook event. Or do I not send thank you cards until after the wedding? This goes kind of back to what we were just talking right. about. And this situation, if you send out your invitations to your bridal party on Facebook, um, I think I would do one of two things. I would send an immediate thank you to the group on Messenger. You could just go on and say, mm-hmm. thank you all. I had the best day. Because that's the way you're communicating with your with your people. And that's, yeah. that's absolutely fine. Um, but a really sweet thank you. But I still then would send, I'm a big handwritten thank you person mm-hmm. personally. I just think it's so important. It shows effort. It shows it's like a tangible something. Mm-hmm. People never, I mean, it's rare to receive anything in the mail anymore. Yeah. So it has added emphasis. It means that you took the time. Yeah. So you're mirroring the effort they took to come and be mm-hmm. with you on a special day by you sending a handwritten one. So yeah. I would do both in that situation. Yeah. Okay. Great. All right. Last question. My son and my niece will both be in my wedding and I have two young cousins that will be there. 
I don't want children at my wedding, but these four children will be there. How do I go about telling people there will be no kids at our wedding, especially since people will later see these four and get upset? Right. Yeah, <laughs> This is I know. also a question we yes. get all the time. Are they in the wedding, does it say? Um, or they're just coming? I think they're just coming. They're just coming. Okay. This is a hard one. So I think what you have to do is... Um, I think you put on the wedding website, uh, make sure that the invitation just says, you know, doesn't say like, and family, make sure it's very specific who the invitation is to. If it's, you know, to Mr. and Mrs. Smith, then that's it. Then on, um, and then when on your wedding website, I would have a section that says, you know, well, we love your little ones. This celebration, wedding and ceremony will just be for adults. Um, we have linked to three nanny agencies nearby if you plan on bringing your, you know, your younger ones. And I wouldn't address the fact that you are having other children there. If there's just four of them, I don't think it's, there's a way to say, oh, by the way, we're, unless they're in the wedding party. Sometimes if they're in the wedding party, I say, yeah. you know, on the wedding website, junior bridesmaid, mm -hmm. da, 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 so it's clear. Right. Um, but if they're just coming, they don't have a role in the wedding. Mm -hmm then I understand what you're saying that it could be like, wait, how come they got to come? My kids can come. But it's really none of their business mm -hmm. as to why somebody brought, you know, kids and somebody didn't. I had no children at my wedding and there was still a child that was brought. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, at, at, the, at the same time, it was fine. She was yeah. so cute. She was adorable. <laughs> um, the but they nanny didn't tell fell you. through last minute okay. and okay. they, yeah, and they brought, but I'm, I'm super relaxed about that kind of stuff. I just didn't yeah. want my whole dance floor taken over by 40 yeah, children. Exactly. I really loved having a cute little person there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I think that, it, like, it changes the vibe for the pa mm -hmm. parents can't relax. They're sometimes. a little distracted. Right. Mm -hmm. But if it's a family wedding and there's lots of kids there, then then that's the vibe you chose. Yeah. So I wouldn't specifically say, oh, and by the way, I'll be having my four nieces or niece and nephews because it just, it does, it's not relevant. It's you're saying, please don't bring kids. And yeah. that's what is important. Right. For all they know, people just brought their kids and, and avoided your rules. Mm -hmm. So True. <laughs> I don't know that. Yeah. Okay, I learned so much on this episode, Micah. Thank you so much for being here. Where can people find you? Uh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Um, I am on my website is beaumontetiquette.com, B-E-A-U-M-O-N-T, Beaumont. And um, you can also find me on social media. I'm at Micah Meyer. So it's at M as in Mary, Y-K-A-M-E-I. E -R. Um, so those are the two places. And then, um, yeah, that's it. And come to my book tour. Come yeah, see me. I'm so excited and, about um, that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome back to Ask a Wedding Planner, brought to you by Annie Lee of Planny. Welcome, Annie. Hi. What do you have for me this week? Okay, this week we have a mother-in-law question. Ooh, this is going to be a political one, maybe. <laughs> Okay, this bride's question is, if you don't align with your future mother-in-law's style, but she wants to help, what is a good task or project for her to be in charge of? Well, first of all, I'm going to unpack this question. First part, any mother generation, whether it's an in-law or your own, I mean, they're usually like a good 25, 30 years plus older than you. So style is, it's going to be a hard match just off the bat. And then mm -hmm. I love that she wants to help. That sounds like 
a lovely thing. So you want to positively reinforce that, right? And, and kind of bring her in. So let's talk about now, what is a good project or something that you can put her in charge of? So that usually to me, I, I mean, I have to have a little bit of a discussion with, with someone to figure out what's not as important to you and what obviously doesn't touch the look and feel of the wedding, right? So mm -hmm. typically what I, like some, some tasks that will farm out to like even mothers or mother-in-law or whoever is kind of saying they want to help and contribute, but you don't really want their input. Um, mm -hmm. I think welcome bags for like, if there's a welcome bag for, for hotel guests, something like that is a very like good, like little busy bee project. And it doesn't impact mm -hmm. at all the look of your wedding. And also it touches all a lot of the guests, especially the ones that you're welcoming in from out of town. So that's a good one. Also, again, if there's maybe some smaller events leading up or around the wedding, like like the wel rehearsal dinner or welcome party or the brunch, if that isn't like a like a big, big event, if it's something that's just minor arranging of like the actual restaurant and the private room and some of the centerpieces and, and the brunch centerpieces can even be leftover and repurposed ones from the wedding. So then you kind of still have that, but they can go wild on like napkins or other little accessory items. This is a little bit after the fact, but if like invitation assembly, like just like prepping of any kind of like, favors or tying of ribbons. So it's like things that you've already selected, but that yeah, you really, like assembly line work. Yeah. Like <laughs> manual labor. Yeah. <laughs> when, when you just need like an internal task rabbit, um, family is great for that. So <laughs> it's just, it's really nice. And like, I always, okay, this is actually one thing I tell clients a lot is imagine you had a puppy and all of a sudden the puppy doesn't need you anymore and you feel sad. And so that's, a, a, that's kind of what I imagine, like what parents must feel like when all of a sudden they don't feel yeah. as useful and they want to be useful. So, you know, I think it comes from a beautiful place. Don't get annoyed and just try to find something, even if it's like, what's that recipe for the cookie? We'd love to use that for the, you know, have some of your cookies for the rehearsal dinner, whatever it might be, yeah. anything that really leans on them for their expertise or their advice i think i would leave it at that something where they can feel important and needed but yet like obviously won't impede on your style what if they're like pressing on a certain area where you just like don't want their help with because you don't trust their like taste level or judgment like do you have any now we're getting into sort of like the psychology of yeah. this all but any like tactical ways to Yes. address it without being like hurting their feelings um so this is what i do with clients so i think it can be done the same way so yeah a lot of times clients will show me stuff and i'm like in my head like terrible like that's no way you know but i'm not gonna say that like, yeah. i don't want to make you know people are trying and i usually say like oh like find something to compliment like look at that color you know whatever yeah. it is like a very you know general statement and then say like, hmm, I don't know about for the wedding, but what about for like, oh, we could do that for Christmas or I don't know, like put it some, find another home for it, right? Uh -huh. And then if if I knock, this is different because it's coming from, from me, but usually if I knock someone's idea, I'll quickly support it with another option. So uh -huh. I compliment 
and then replace with something else is my usual tactic. I don't think when it's, if it's your mother-in-law or something and it's your own event, you don't have to offer a replacement idea. But to go back to the first part of your question, I think a good way also, if, if they really are pushing and they're like, I really want to be part of the design, then I think one way to include them in part of the design, but not, but at the same time control it is when you're down to two, you know what I mean? Like narrow it down to two that you equally love. And so like bring them to the final floral sample meeting or go to the rental showroom. And after you've already like narrowed it down and selected, is it going to be this fork or this fork? Then you can have them come and, you know, and have some input. Very good communication skills from Planny. <laughs> <laughs> we can do right. a whole thing on psychology. There's like I know. I yeah. feel like we should I think get we into should. it because that's the stuff that like the problem is communication. Like people don't know how to communicate, and that's where things go awry. Every former scab of every wound that has ever happened with any relationship wide open. Like during yeah, the it's very during this like uh, nine. Totally. You know, 16 months of planning. It's, yeah, it all comes up. Political, it's sensitive. You have to just maneuver wisely. Yeah. Family therapy should be like a mandatory thing mm -hmm. in wedding planning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it for this week's uh, edition of Ask a Wedding Planner with Planny. If you have a question for Annie Lee, make sure you fill out the form that's linked in our show notes. And you can also email us at questions at lovestoriestv.com. And Annie will answer your question on a future episode. Just make sure to include your wedding date and location if you have it and your very specific question. Thanks, Annie. See you next week. Reminder to everyone listening out there, if you have a question you want answered on an upcoming episode, you can email it to questions at lovestoriestv.com. You can DM us on Instagram at lovestoriestv or ask it in our Slack group for brides-to-be and wedding pros, which you can join by going to bit.ly slash lstvslack. And if you have feedback about one of our answers, we definitely want to hear from you. You can share your thoughts and feelings on those same channels. Don't forget to subscribe to Love Stories Radio and leave us a review on iTunes. We love when people say nice things about us. And also, it helps other wedding lovers out there, like you, discover our show. And last but not least, are you a wedding pro? Email loveclub at lovestoriestv.com to get more info about how you can join our partner program, The Love Club. We help wedding pros build their brands and connect with a pipeline of customers on lovestoriestv.com and on our marketing channels, leveraging both the real wedding videos that feature their work and original content. So that's it. We'll see you back here next week. Bye.